Welcome to Ghibli Minute. Ghibli Minute. I'm Richard Dunham. And I'm Chieko Dunham. Ghibli Minute is the podcast where we talk about Studio Ghibli movies, one minute at a time. Minute by minute. Or minute by minute. That's another way to say it. Today we're talking about Castle in the Sky, Minute 37. Minute 37 starts with Henry. No, it's Charles. It starts with yeah, Charles, Charles complaining that he's hungry. And it ends with Sheeta about to dampen Pazu's enthusiasm. This is a start. This is like one of those, those uh, scenes or those uh, in a movie that I don't remember. Like after seeing it, like for a long time, I like there's certain iconic sequences, right, in movies, especially this one that mm-hmm. I remember really well. Yeah, and then there's like there's like lulls the in the interstitials. Movie yeah, like the connecting tissue. Like wait, how did they get from there to there? Yeah, how did they get? They were in the line, and then and they then were they... captured. How did that? How did it... Yeah, we start to see some of that here. Yeah. So we, at least we see them get out of the mine. And I, we see the Dola's clan. Yeah. Yeah. My recollection of the movie before rewatching it was they get to the mine and suddenly they're at, like, the base. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the army base. Yeah. But, uh... And it's also like, what happened? How did the Dola's clan get how to did, the And Paz's also, like, house? how yeah. did they get to be friends again? Yeah. So it's nice to see, oh, yeah, they did cover oh, yeah, all of this. right. Okay. Okay. The dots are connected. There are no, no more holes in this movie. How long do you think it took them to get to this entrance out into the, the sunlight? Oh, okay. From where um, they were. Fell down that deep hole. Do you think Uncle Palm was like, oh, I came in through this hole? What? He, Uncle Palm definitely, he knows the mine, right? Yeah. I think so, yeah, he showed he, them the way out. Yeah. How far away do you think they were? How long did it take them to, to walk out? Is it the same day? Yeah, this is the same day, I'm assuming. This all happened in the morning, right? They just had their breakfast. Yeah. And they oh, met, yeah, right. And they met Uncle Palm. Mm-hmm. And they walked to whatever campsite he was at. And he made them tea. They probably had like a little bit of lunch. Yeah. Maybe an hour? They weren't that far away then. Or Uncle Palm knew all the shortcuts. Yeah. We'll call it that. Okay. I think it's still the same day, though. Yeah. Do you think... They had a campsite. I don't know. They don't set know. up camp. They just set up camp to eat lunch, and then he put every... Uncle Palm put everything back on his back again. Okay, so not an hour, like two. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> this is the same day, though. It's the, Well, that's what I'm wondering. I'm this, not sure I believe that. I believe it. They set up... So we met Uncle Palm, and he has all this gear on right. his back. Right, right couple shots later they're drinking tea and mm-hmm. he has set up like a tent mm-hmm. right right he's taken all that stuff off of his back and set it up set up a camp right you're saying that uh, like a couple hours later without sleeping in that camp he packed it all up again and put it on his back because that's what it looks like well we don't know if he put it away like his whole thing okay you think he there's still stuff in the camp it looks like he's got everything. It does. It does back. look like he has everything. I'm thinking they slept. You think they slept? Yeah. And this is early morning or something? Yeah, I think this is the next day. Actually, I'm thinking of my... It doesn't really... I mean, there's nothing that really... Nothing really matters. The The timing doesn't really... I don't know. There's nothing else in any of the other plot threads that right. indicates how long time has passed. 
Cause it could have been a long time with the Dola clan. Could have been a long time for Muska as well. This has to be like early, early morning though. Why? Because of the, this is like sunrise. Is it? Well, we don't see the position see... of the sun yeah, after but... they leave the cave. I guess not. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I don't know. It'd have to be morning. <laughs> you just early to me. Early for you. You got a feeling it's early. Okay. 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 So then she says, "Thank you, Uncle." Yeah, Uncle Palm. Uncle Palm. That's what we call. Him. But of course, in Japanese, she says, "Ojisan, arigato." <laughs> Ow. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, old man. Yeah, old man, our grandfather. I think we mentioned this like in Nausicaa. That Ojisan is. Well, like some cultures, like even Native Americans, right. say, just refer to an old person as grandmother or grandfather. Mm-hmm. Kind of what the Japanese do, what she's doing here. Right. But don't really do that in mainstream American culture. So No. They call him Uncle Pom, and she's calling him Uncle. Mm-hmm. So that works. Yeah. That's fine. A funny thing about Uncle Pom's name that I forgot to mention for a week. Yeah. <laughs> um... Uncle Palm shows up after they, like, during their, like, meal of, like, the small apple. Yeah. Uncle Palm's name, Palm in French is Apple. Oh, so I yeah, thought that was right. funny. They're like, what should we name this guy? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're eating apple. They're eating apple. Let's call him after the apple. Uh, palm. That yeah, works. Okay. I like it. So they come out into this landscape. Yeah. And again, I don't know. That kind of goes back to my question of how far they traveled. But there's rolling hills, right? Mm-hmm. This is the top of the mesa, right? Or at least, yeah. You know, this is some distance from the from the the caverns, the canyons that we've mm-hmm. seen. I don't know. It's just it's a lot of, of walking. Yeah, those. It, yeah, or that those rolling hills are just on top of these huge mesas. Right. Clouds are moving very fast. It's windy. It's windy. So when Pazu looks at that like climbing cloud. Yeah. Are we supposed to be, are we supposed to think that that's Laputa's inside that cloud? I think so. Inside that exit, like that's the what do they call it? The dragon. The nest? dragon's nest. Do you know, sir? Maybe not. I... What does he say? He says on the other side of that cloud or something. Uh. What? Past that cloud. Yeah. No Yeah. So like. On the other side of that cloud. Yeah. Somewhere beyond that cloud. Mm-hmm. I like it. it's a very effective animation. Yeah. Because it, it gets the impression that, that this cloud is billowing, right? Growing at the tip or whatever. Like you would, everybody knows what that looks like. Mm-hmm. But this is really just like one cell moving behind another cell, right? Right. There's no fine movement of like the billowing, right? It's just the top of the cloud is moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's effective. Yeah. I mean, it almost looks like it might not be a, a, like a huge tower. It could be just one cloud behind another one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I've been reading uh, Gulliver's Travels mm-hmm. by Tom Swift. Right. Slowly. That I've finally gotten to the chapter on Laputa. Mm-hmm. So Laputa, he, this is like a book of satire, right? So he's all these th- he's using all these fantasy elements to make fun of or criticize elements in Britain, contemporary to him, Britain, like Britain uh-huh. in the 1730s or whatever. Right. So Laputa is kind of his criticism or satire of 
natural philosophers or scientists at the time. So Laputa, everybody, everybody concentrates on music and math. That's like all they care about. And because uh, the idea of the music of the spheres was big at that time. So in, the, in, uh, in Gulliver's Travels, the island of Laputa travels by means of a magnet or what he calls a, a lodestone. So they have this huge magnet like at the at the center or bottom of the of the island and they kind of have a handles on this it's like mounted in this kind of way that they can turn it and as they turn it the island moves. And there's one sequence where another island had planned like a revolt cuz so they've this this floating island over like a larger land that they rule over, right? Mm-hmm. And they they keep their power over the the land below but threatening to drop stuff or just like crush the island of Laputa down on onto a rebelling city. There's one city erected a bunch of towers and then put magnets on those towers. That's how they rebelled. So smart. Yeah. So operated by magnets. Mm-hmm. Just like the force. It's all magnets. It's all magnets. Yeah. Simple tricks and nonsense. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and then we get this this pose this crazy look that pazu has you know what it looks like he starts this yeah takes a breath and his, yeah it looks like ponyo yes like when ponyo is shifting between a little girl and a fish when she like wills herself to have yeah. three fingers yeah it looks like her like a little you know frog face yes from my new twitter profile <laughs> pic <laughs> It almost like he's he almost crosses his eyes almost but not, not quite. quite yeah and then he gets into this power pose did you call it that yeah i don't it's very little boy it's very like oh you're eight yeah <laughs> yeah not even 12 like Just eight yeah. eight <laughs> yeah i'm gonna find laputa doody do here i come <laughs> And she just she just faces so. Uh, uh, um, Pazu. Uh, I don't mean to be that guy, but, but I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. Debbie Downer, yeah. But yeah, Pazu. Yeah, we'll see what she's. We'll see what she has to say, say tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. That's you know the Uncle Palm when he says goodbye. Man, know it was. He looks so sad. He looks like he looks even more like a gnome. He looks like <laughs> like he looks like he has pointed ears. He does. Like you look at it, you get I get the impression of pointed ears, and you look closely, and it's like no, they're not pointed. But I don't know if it's just like the looking, the angle that we see his ears, or the fact that like the the uh, he's got like the restraints or the the bands around his nap and around his blanket. He's got these bands like right behind his ears. Right. That just kind of make them, in a quick glance, he looks like a gnome. And he's so tiny. And he's Little crouched feeble down. feeble wave. Yeah. Bye-bye. Good. Yeah, whatever. It looks like he hasn't seen sunlight yeah. in it's like, uh, a week. The Princess Bride. Good luck storming the castle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good luck finding the Laputa. <laughs> Who did play his voice actor in the... Who was the voice actor that played him? Um, Edward Mannix in the 1989 dub. Richard Dysart. I don't know who that is. 
Oh. Who? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was uh he was in the thing. He was in LA Law. Um what else would you I don't know what Dr. Copper in the thing. I don't know what else you would have seen him in. Hmm. You haven't watched a lot of LA Law. Nope. You haven't seen Being There, the Peter Sellers movie. You haven't seen The Thing. He was in the Dr. Bartholomew in Batman the Animated Series. Can't remember his name, his face. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. And you know who I know this him. guy is, yeah. yes. Oh, okay. That's Dr. Bartholomew? Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's all I had. Um, we get a close-up of Pazu's face, and uh, if you pay close enough attention, his eyes look like a navy blue, like a dark blue. Okay. like a, They look kind of gray, but gray. you can see a little bit of blue, yeah. A little bit of blue. I thought that was interesting. Oh, yeah, you're right. There was a little bit of difference between the pupil and the iris, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yep. Yep. That's it? Yep. All right. See you next time. On Ghibli Minute.